Welcome back to the Ravelin Fraud Academy podcast. This week we're focusing on everyone's favorite topic, Brexit. In the fallout from Brexit, one area that has received little coverage is the impact leaving the EU will have on UK firms and data. Will the complex treaties and legislation still hold sway? Will European companies struggle to buy from UK firms? And will UK firms have to change their data storage location? Ravelin CMO Jerry Carr is joined by lawyer Eric Klotz, a data legislation expert, to address these questions along with any potential implications. I think if you could start, Eric, by just giving us a little bit of your background and um, expertise in this area. Sure, Jerry, and nice to be invited. Um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a lawyer. Uh, I, I trained with a large uh, UK company, a law firm called Bristow's. Um, I got heavily involved in data protection uh, very early on. And, uh, I've since worked with um, a couple of technology companies, um, and I with a large focus on data protection. So I work with Datahug, um, and they work with multinationals and companies across the EU on rolling out software, dealing with you know, regulators in France and um, compliance issues in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently I'm with Converse Social as uh, in-house counsel, and I do uh, a lot of privacy work as part of that. Okay, that's great. Um, so let's get the crystal ball out. And <laughs> what's your best guess, Eric, for what's going to happen now, what the implications of Brexit are going to be for um, the UK's data compliance position? Well, I think the good news is, and I, I mean, some people may may already have read this, but uh, I mean, the UK, the ICO has confirmed that um, regardless of Brexit, um, they will be implementing the GDPR. It's, it's due to be implemented in uh, May 2018. Sorry, Eric, so, GDPR is, is what? Um, the General Data Protection Regulation, the new data protection uh, regulation in Europe. Mm-hmm. So, despite that, um, you know, and despite Brexit, um, the UK government, or the ICO at least, has said that because Brexit won't even have happened uh, un- until after the GDPR comes into effect, um, the, the, the ICO will be assisting in implementing that in the UK. Um, so it seems like in the short term, there won't be any major change mm-hmm. um, in the UK's posture in the context of data protection. I mean, I'm not sure how these things work, but do, do you see the sort of data laws, data protection laws, I mean, do you see them as sort of outside politics? Are these unlikely to be things that are on the negotiating table when, you know, May meets Merkel in a few months' time? Yeah, I mean... I, I think that's right. I think you, you have to appreciate that the UK has been involved in in negotiation towards this new regulation, and you know it's broadly in line with the spirit of of current UK law. So it would be highly unlikely, or I would say inconceivable, for the UK to entirely scrap that. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's it's unlikely to be a major talking point. That said, obviously. You know, tra- tra- trade agree in the future, in the kind of more medium term, after the GDPR has been implemented, one could imagine a scenario where um, the UK deviates slightly from that. Um, one really important point to note, though, is that 
you know, the, the EU has traditionally been considered to have a kind of high watermark in the context of data privacy. Yeah. And under the new laws, the, the scope of the GDPR is far wider than ever before, such that it's going to capture most multinational companies. The scope now is going to cover effectively any company that processes EU data or data regarding EU citizens. So you can you can see how we're going to start seeing large U.S. companies, U.S. companies that don't necessarily even have a major footprint in the EU but are selling to EU consumers, yeah. all having to comply with EU data protection law. So I th- my view is that this notion of, of Brexit and how it will impact UK companies' compliance with EU law is a bit of a red herring because regardless of any deviations the UK may make, UK companies are always going to necessarily need to comply with the GDPR, the new EU regulation, if they want to do business uh, with EU customers. One so of those common... I, I suppose, like thinking about, thinking that through a bit, that in the medium term, if the UK ever did change its law, what would happen is that you know UK companies would possibly have two tiers of uh, compliance requirements. Uh, yeah, that's a, a nightmare scenario. Um, yeah. But talking about, I mean, one of the sort of structural um, uh, poss- potential problems is that, for, for instance, and we're very, very uh, common in this, we're a UK-based startup, but our data is stored in Dublin and Amazon. Um, I mean, is that sort of dual location of data, is that likely, I mean, it sounds where you said it, that, that it shouldn't be impacted at all, but, you know, do you think that's going to become a problematic structure or... Uh, will that be business as usual? Um, I would have thought it, it would be business as usual. I mean, uh, obviously, um, with the new data protection laws in the EU, um, you know, d- data transfers are one of the most, in, in recent ter- in recent terms, they're one of the most hotly talked about topics. And, you know, a lot of people feel that, you know, the law regarding data transfers and where data is stored doesn't really reflect the reality of most cloud businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a real opportunity missed, I think a lot of commentators feel, that they could have um, changed that. So the, the current data transfer position will largely be unchanged, but on the basis that the UK will be adopting the GDPR as, an, as confirmed um, yeah. in the short term, it, it'll, it should be business as usual, really. Um, in, in the medium term, obviously, if there was any change to... The UK position, you know, most commentators would assume that at least they'd be seeking an adequacy determination um, equivalent to, you know, other countries. Okay. Um, so why we have you on the line, why don't you give us two minutes on what the implications uh, of GDPR are likely to be? Or is that too big sure. a question? No. That's, that's the, top, the top highlights. I, I, I think the, one of the main things is what I've said in that you're really going to see, um, because it's extraterritorial, it's not something that is going to be limited to, you know, you know, just co- companies with a base in Europe. It, it really is extraterritorial. So that's, that's a really profound difference. And it does just mean that it's going to become something which most global companies are going to be aware of and be looking to comply with. Yeah. So um, other main points, though, are... Uh, Fines, fines are increased dramatically. Um, so, 
you, large multinationals can be fined for up to 4% of global turnover or 20 million euros. So what, what that'll mean is there's just going to be more of a compliance burden. You can imagine there'll be more, there'll be more uh, compliance and privacy individuals involved in the procurement cycle um, and things like that. So um, one other change is that certain companies are going to be required to, you know, appoint a DPO, a data, a data protection officer, which they already do in Germany, but it's something that is quite new. Um, th mm -hmm. Like things like data transfers are largely the same, but aren't changing too much. So, you know, uh, you can be assured that a, a lot of the core uh, mechanics are, are still going to remain the same. So, beyond the kind of increased optics, um, increased compliance, I think they're the kind of high level, high level point. Um, yeah. So the bad news here, Eric, it sounds like, is that the uh, Brexit's not going to generate a whole lot of new work for data lawyers. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, not specifically. I think the GDPR is more relevant, but yeah. Brexit in itself, um, it, it shouldn't, as I said, given that the UK is adopting the GDPR, I mean, Brexit shouldn't have a, a, a material impact in the, in the short term. Um, obviously, over time it could, but... Yeah. You know, at the moment, businesses want commercial certainty, and it seems like the governments are keen to provide that. And uh, I think both commentators would would be skeptical um, in thinking that you know GDPR would be on the table in any kind of negotiations um, or or trade discussions because it seems like you know it's going to be adopted in full. Okay, uh, that's perfect, Eric. Thank you very much for your time. No problem. Anytime. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to hear more, you can follow us on either SoundCloud or iTunes. Until next time!